Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome, podcast listeners. I'm so honored to have our guest today, Pastor Mark Williams from the great state of Iowa and Navigating Solo is so glad to have you. Pastor Mark Williams, thank you so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. Well, I wanted just to dive right in and I wanted everybody to know about you and I wanted you to just tell us just things about your family, about where you're from, where you're okay. pastoring, and all the wonderful things that make up your ministry. So go ahead and share that with us. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is about an hour south of where I currently live. And um, it was when I didn't always grow up in Pentecost, for one thing. And so when I was in high school, we had a fairly large high school great fine arts great. department. And our choir director's wife had gotten involved in um, a Pentecostal church, which happened to be a United Pentecostal church. So she would come, believe it or not, back in the day to our choir rehearsal. And she just had a beautiful spirit about her inside and out, just radiated. Mm -hmm. So she garnered the trust of many of the uh, uh, high school students. And then she would come and pass out tracks to us. Which, you know, like I said, we had a, my graduating class was around 500 people. So it, it was a large school. Uh, she wouldn't be able to do that today, as we well know. But she did. And she connected with some of the high school students. And I was on kind of a journey of wanting to know more about God. And um, it was in the 70s, you know, so there was the Jesus revolution going on. And a lot of people were just interested in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So um I had gone to an Assembly of God church. She and her husband were visiting that night. They were asking for people to get baptized. So wow. I got in line to get baptized, and she came up and whispered in my ear. She said, this won't be the right way to do it. And wow. so she invited me over to their home, started talking to me about truth. I saw it immediately because it really says it in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So that began my journey. And then I um, it was my high school senior year. So I got baptized in May of 1974, a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. uh, after that, I came up to Cedar Falls, Iowa to go to college. Well, she was also connected. She ministered to so many people. So she was connected to a family up here that she had witnessed to. They had all gone to a Lutheran church together. So they were in the church and they were attending the Apostolic Pentecostal Church in Waterloo. So they would have me over at their homes for Bible study uh, while I was in college and then invited me, of course, to go to church. Now, I'm going to tell you, the first time I went, I said, this is my last time. <laughs> and uh, I said, this is nothing like what I would expect. <laughs> and so I stopped going, but I did continue to go to their home mm -hmm. for Bible study. I know this is kind of an unusual testimony, but... Mm -hmm. uh, I got involved in a campus Bible fellowship at the college. And, you know, we were all around a campfire. They were 
having everybody rededicate their lives to the Lord. So I thought, well, I, I, I need to do that. I got up to that campfire. I think we were singing something like Kumbaya or whatever <laughs> and uh, got up to the campfire. And it was as clear as clear could be. The Lord spoke and said, you know where you need to go. Wow. So I had to go back to this church. Now, mind you, I was a music major at the time. That's not what I ended up being, but I was at the time a music major, loved classical music, all that. Go to this church, steal guitars, country-ish music. <laughs> it was everything I didn't like, but they had the <laughs> presence of God. And long story short is, today I'm pastoring that church, wow. you know, so um, absolutely grew on me. And of course, it was the spirit of God pulling. But at that time in my life, it was really interesting, too, because we had so many of our um, high school people that are still plugged into the United Pentecostal Church, even to this day. That is such a great story. And I'm thinking in my mind, like that is CMI, you know, that is what CMI is right now. And and having its roots so far back and just thinking about those hungry college students that are trying to find their place in this world and uh, knowing that that is how you got plugged in. And and I'm glad you kept going to church. I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am too, you know, and you mentioned that about CMI. And of course, we did CMI before CMI was CMI. Yeah. But um I still have a burden and a passion for the college. In fact, I probably live about a mile from the college. So um, I take young people sometimes and we'll go up to that campus and we just walk and pray, anoint the gates with oil and pray over the campus. And so um, this year, we've got a couple of people from our church that are going to be going to the campus. And I'm excited about it because I really feel like God is going to do something very special there. That is wonderful. That is amazing. And, and I love that too. In campus ministry, something yeah. about that has always kind of tugged at my heart as well. So I'm so glad that you share that. Uh, so I wanted to ask if there is anything unique other than the fact that you, I mean, I love the fact that you mentioned you're a musician, music major, didn't go into that pastoring now. Um, but I, I, yeah, I wanted to ask if there's anything you think of that you wanted to share with us. Well, one of the things I decided I wanted to go into education, so I thought it was going to be elementary education, and I had an interest in special education, but I went to an advisor at the college, and I told him what I thought I might want to do, and he said, well, he said, Mark, that takes a very special person, and the way he said it, I thought, well, okay, maybe I'm not that special person. I just better go the general education track. So I did. I graduated. Um, my intentions were to live back in Cedar Rapids, which was my hometown. But the pastor here had the church praying that I would move back here. And I couldn't get that out of my spirit. As much as I didn't want them praying that, I moved back up here in the winter time. I graduated in, I think it was 78. So I moved back up here in January of 78. And started substitute teaching. Well, every substitute teaching job was special education. So I thought, now, wait a minute, I can do this. So I went back in, got my master's in special education, but also got a consulting degree just because it was, it, it, you know, it was a summer class offered and um, I really was interested in it, never thinking I'd do it. So I taught for probably about 26 years. And then um, 
an opportunity came open to be a consultant. And I know that God opened that door. And so, yeah, I was a consultant for several years, retired. Um, my parents' health were, was failing. My sister had passed away um, in Cedar Rapids. So I knew I needed to spend more time going back and forth and also being pastor here, which we have a great team. So I had a lot of support here. But um, they called me again from the agency that I worked for and asked me if I would be interested in being a school administration manager. I said, well, I would, but I just, I can't devote a lot of time to it. And they said, you can, you can devote, <laughs> this is a God thing. You can devote what you can do. Like mm -hmm. if you for two hours a day, we'll be happy with that. And so that's what happened. Wow. And um, it was, I had to pinch myself some days. It's like, you know, because they were so flexible. If I had something happening at the church, mm -hmm. I went, nobody mm -hmm. questioned it. So but the prayers of the saints prevailed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that you were able to do that. And what an what incredible uh, journey that has been with you, for, you know, education. And so I'm also a substitute teacher. And, and uh, so my mind was also thinking about that. So I think that's pretty great that you were able to do that. And then also, you know, you are a pastor. And uh, how long have you been full-time pastoring right now? Um, about 12 years, I believe it has been. In Waterloo, you said? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to mention that just recently, um, at the last, it was the district conference that yes. you were elected as the uh, superintendent-elect for the District of Iowa. And so that will be starting in a couple of weeks. So congratulations. Well, thank you. That was certainly something that was not on my radar, but it happened and I have to trust in the process and the will of God. So we're, you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That is great. And what a blessing. I knew that you'll be to the state of Iowa, the district of Iowa. So I wanted to kind of jump in and kind of switch some gears here. And uh, we mentioned that, well, we hadn't mentioned yet, but you are in your 60s and you are a single pastor. So over the years, and you have never been married. And so over the years, what have been some of the single adult ministry things that you've been able to be involved with? Because I know you've, you know, been in consulting and you've done education right. and pastor and ministry, but what specifically uh, can you remember um, that you've been involved in that has been kind of a well, Yeah, so I wasn't even aware of singles ministries until, and this was early, very early on. I wasn't a pastor or minister or anything, but um, in our district, I think it was through Sunday school, the national Sunday school that they were um, using, having singles ministry be a branch. And the Sunday school director of our state had talked with me my my pastor the now bishop of our church was the district superintendent at that time so um the sunday school director came talked with me about singles ministry said hey we want to do something we'd like you to come and attend this so i went and um he had agnes rich which is sister tenny's sister speak phenomenal it was just phenomenal and then uh, Ruth Ann Kerr. Well, Ruth Ann Kerr had started Solo Flight in Louisiana, New Orleans. And it was, of course, I didn't know much about it, but it was one of the biggest conferences that were going on. And Brother Stone King uh, was the evening speaker at those conferences. So I met Ruth Ann 
we started talking and she invited me to participate and teach a couple of sessions at that conference, which, wow, you know, that was quite an honor. So I uh, went and that was kind of my introduction to singles ministries. I guess I did go to Winds of Refreshing that was in Indianapolis prior to that, just, you know, for a couple of days. So, and I don't know how much you want me to tell, but, you know, through that, then I just kind of got the burden for Iowa Mm -hmm. and I connected with a pastor and his wife that were in Des Moines, Iowa. They were actually brother and sister butcher were actually brother Stone King's pastors when he came into the church and they became dear friends. And so we were talking about it one day and we said, well, everybody else is having these conferences. Why don't we? We're right in the heartland. Des Moines is a great place. It has access to an airport. People will come in. So we thought we're going to try it. And that first year, we had people from all over the country coming. And we had several from Colorado, as a matter of fact, that came to that conference. And it was I, it was in the 90s. And I would have to say that some of those services are the most memorable services I have ever been in. And people today, we still talk about it. You know, the connections that were made in those services. And um, yeah, I just had a, a conversation with somebody I hadn't seen for years at uh, general conference actually it was uh, brother jason cisco's sister and i ran into her and she said oh i remember those conferences that we had in iowa and the presence of god and what we felt so yeah and then i just i went to uh, various conferences after that and um just made some great connections i mean some of the people that i made and some of the people weren't single necessarily like one day uh in memphis they had it was called I believe, Power of One Conference. Yeah. And Ruth Ann had told me about that conference. She said, this is something you need to go to. Well, I had stopped kind of going to conferences because I was involved in pastoring and I was getting busy and with my job and stuff. So the only thing I went to basically was general conference. But I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go to this. And I felt like it was of the Lord. So I went, Julie Garner was the overseer of that conference. Um, She had Eugene Wilson, Dr. Wilson now, but at the time he picked me up at the airport. And when he picked me up, he said, well, would you want to go grab a bite to eat? And I said, sure. Um, But as we talked, we realized that, man, there is a connection here. And I would say to this day, uh, Dr. Wilson and his wife, Carrie, are my dearest friends. Like they just came and spent a week with me a couple of weeks ago, but if I had not gone to that conference, you know, if I had not been a part of that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have some of the friendships that I currently have that are, I believe, lifelong God-ordained friendships. Yeah, I I love that you're mentioning all of that. And one of the things that you said that kind of caught my attention was, um, I feel like the connection you were saying about Louisiana, a solo flight, was that what it was? That It was, it was solo, called- yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, you know, our our podcast, Navigating Solo, and uh, kind of going along those lines as well. But you have been involved in singles ministry from, you know, from the get-go. And just, I think that's incredible. This is such a long history of, and, you know, now we're kind of changing, going in some different directions. We're not under Sunday school anymore. But what an amazing journey that's been for you to be able to be a part of those conferences and 
like you said, connecting with those people and that community that you have gained from being able to be a part of this and not just with singles, like you said, right, um, right. other people along the yeah. line. Yeah. And ministers and, you know, and of course my involvement now, I, I just haven't been able to be involved as much due to a lot of other responsibilities, but I still, you know, I encourage people to go. I encourage young ministers in our state if they're single to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great thing. It's a, just a wonderful opportunity. And I like what I'm seeing, some of the things that are happening in singles ministries today. And of course, I know Sister, uh, I met Sister Debbie Size many years ago and just doing a great job. Sister Cheryl Carter, I I just, <clears throat> excuse me, I just uh, met with she and her husband last year in Lufkin, Texas, because my friend is the Bible college president there. So I go there kind of regularly. So yeah, yeah all that's these pieces that are brought together. So I wanted to kind of go in and switch some gears. And, and I know that you've kind of mentioned that the community has been what has really been the blessing for you in your life as far as, you know, singles ministry. And yeah. so to anybody that is hearing this podcast and all of our listeners, you know, this is the blessing of, of singles ministry is being able to have those friendships and those people in your life. So I wanted to ask my next question and I wanted to ask, has there been, any challenges that that you feel that you have faced because you were single? Now you have, you know, have done so many things in ministry, but has there ever been a time that you have felt like, okay, this is a challenge because I'm single or, and, and what might have you done to overcome those challenges? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, here's what I would say for some, it's a season in life and for some, it just might be the position that God has you in for whatever, you know, and um, I guess I'm probably of, of the latter at this stage in life, but it's been beautiful, you know, and um, yeah, sure. There are times that you're thinking, oh man, I, I, I'm going to this banquet and here I am, you know, uh, leaning into a table, but usually I'll know somebody there to sit with so it's not been as much of an issue and I haven't allowed my mind to go down those paths I really haven't you know I think in my younger years I just uh, fought that and you have well-meaning people wanting to set you up and do all this kind of stuff and um, to be honest you know between the career and 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 pastoring and ministry and it's just it's been full now this most recent chapter in my life uh, you know, there's, I, it, 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 that was one of the things I thought, well, I don't even, you know, I'm supposed to like, who's going to do some of the things. Yes. I, I, yeah, it's so new to me, but I'm like, and I just met with our, um, current superintendent yesterday and his wife, which I absolutely are dear, dear, dear friends. So I love them to pieces. And so, um, we just met and talked and whatever. And, you know, I was finding out things that she did that weren't on my radar. And I'm like, oh, wow. But the beauty <laughs> is even in our church, you know, there's just this network. It's, you know, I'm more into team ministry and building a network of people that have strengths in various areas. And I've already had um, some of the ladies, you know, pastors, wives come to me and say, hey, 
we'll help out in any way you want us to. So, you know, it's, it's that, you know, some of the challenges may be, you know, if, if a, um, woman single or married wants to meet but i think this would be with any pastor i will not meet with anybody alone without somebody at least outside the door or you know in close proximity if they'll allow it i'll i'll have them bring somebody into the room Mm -hmm. you know but those are things i think that we all have to be sensitive to right and i think it just like you mentioned just being understanding that there are other people that are willing to help you and with those things that you maybe you know not have thought of and how wonderful those ladies in your church are like hey you know what it's not a big deal we've got you and we'll be yeah. able to fill in those gaps and and so you know and then just kind of moving forward and and navigating that and just being you know thinking like okay you know like you said we just have to maybe do a little bit things differently but understanding that it's not, it's not really that big of a deal that you just the work of the lord and moving forward well and i have surrounded myself too with people that are able to speak into my life like for instance and i'll use the wilsons again just because um i can be very transparent with them and i can call and just kind of vent sometimes when you need that but the beauty is is that especially uh Dr. Eugene, he's he's there to kind of he sometimes he'll challenge that. And like it's not as big as you're making it out to be in your mind, you know. And I think in a marriage, you know, people might have that uh with their wives or with their husbands, whatever the case may be, you know, to just kind of balance that out. But I I have friends that can do that, you know. And if I need a woman's perspective, I I get it, you yeah. know, because there are some things. <laughs> I can be oblivious to that, you know, there are differences, believe it or not, there are differences, no matter what the world is trying, there are just differences in thinking and seeing, and and Mm. there are differences from individual to individual, but I feel like that's why you need to surround yourself with people that think differently than you or operate differently, uh, different personality structures. And having those people to come in and give you that, the female perspective, or just, you know, yeah. having friends to bounce mm-hmm. off of, like you mentioned, Brother Eugene Wilson, and so being able to do that. So I, I love that you said that it's really about the community and being able to have those friends and and being able to work through those things. So I wanted to ask into my next question, what would you say to someone who is single and needing encouragement because they're feeling lonely? And I know that you have been working and been ministering and, you know, it sounds like you have a very full life, a pastor, and now going on to be the superintendent in a few weeks. So you've got a lot of things going on, but for someone that is single and feeling lonely, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say real, and I know this sounds trite, but I would say really hone in and what God's will is for your life and let him fill that void. I mean, he has a plan for your life. Now, if it's a desire to be married, he's given that to you. But also, he's maybe had, he has you in a season to develop some things in you to prepare you. You know, like I have had you know, maybe some young ministers come at times and like, well, I'm going to be single the rest of my life. I'm like, well, you know what? That's not for everybody. And I'm not necessarily convinced that's for you. 
you know, from what I know of you, I don't think that's that's the path. But just pray about it. Ask God, you know. And and I I have one young man just love dearly minister, and you know, all the friends around him were getting married, and I know what that looks like, you know. And so, you know, we we would talk, but I said God has somebody special, you know. That's the desire of your heart. And I think I had that talk with him a year ago, December at one, one wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's engaged to be married this coming November. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it was that wait time. And God has us in wait times sometimes to develop the things in us he wants. I think, you know, here's the deal. I, we're living at such a pivotal time that I believe that we've got to hone in on what God's will and plan is for our life, not my will. Because I might have it, you know, for instance, there are things that are popping up in my life now that I would have never had as part of my will, but I want to be directed by his will. And that's the most important thing to me. And I think for any single person, you know, but don't isolate. That's the worst thing people can do is isolate. Now, with that said, I love alone time. I do. I love people, but I love being alone, you know? (laughs) <laughs> because I can, you know, one of my, I don't get on vacations very much. And, um, and that's one thing you're not going to, as a single person, sometimes you don't just say, Oh, I'm going to go on a vacation to Colorado. Although I, I have done that in the past and, but I've connected with people, but one of my reprieves is going to a coffee shop with my computer, a good book and yeah. just sleeping, you know, <laughs> I hear that. I'm that person too. I love being social. Come on, everybody hang out. Love when you come. But I also like when people leave too, when I have my alone time again. So yes, yes, yes. And I've got a discipleship group now at our church. And so I, my house has been very full Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times. And I love that too, because I know that God is, and I know it's all part of his plan because I'm, it's like, okay, you know what? You're not going to isolate. You'll have times that you can get alone, but this is ministry right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Important. And that is good encouragement. It's like not isolating and right. definitely surrounding yourself with people when you need them. Um, but also spending time with the Lord, alone with the Lord and having yes. that relationship with God and building on that. So I wanted to ask in closing, um, Brother Williams, what is some of the things that you'd like to add? Or is there any last things that you would like to say to our listeners? Well, no, I can't think of anything. I would just say, I hope people aren't um, holding back from being involved in certain things because of stigma being single because God has a plan for each and every person. You look at the um, disciples and, you know, everybody was so different. They were from various statuses in life. And um, I guess going back to that question about being lonely, there's no reason to be lonely. There really isn't. Of course, there might be waves sometimes, maybe Christmas time, maybe, you know, might my family, my parents are deceased. My sister, who unexpectedly passed away, that so I've got nieces and nephews now. But I've created a family around me, 
you know, and, and the Lord has done that. Just, I would say, pursue, mm, if, if I said anything, a walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, you know, put on the mind of Christ, see things as he sees things. I pray every day for a miracle over my emotions, that I'm not driven by my emotions, because my emotions could have led me down paths that weren't the will of God. Yes. So, um, and just be connected to people who are encouraging you spiritually. So. Well, thank you, Pastor Mark Williams. You're I welcome. Spending time with us today on Navigating Solo. And so you have been a blessing to all of our listeners. And I look forward to connecting with you again. And to all everybody that is listening, God bless you all. I hope you all have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.